Well, uh, yeah, here we are. And uh, seniors, you're not all down in front. You're maybe kind of spread all over the room. I hope it's been great. Um, I hope you've uh, really not just been, um, haven't just enjoyed being a part of this group. Obviously, Oasis is about the Lord, and uh, we're, uh, we're just a high school ministry in a, in a church. I hope it's been really fun. Um, but more than anything, I always sometimes, I look at this video and I go, I hope that didn't seem like a commercial for Oasis because I wanted to be somewhat celebrating just life and memories and fun times, but I really wanted to celebrate God. And, but seniors, I hope it's been awesome. I hope that if you look back to what you were like as a freshman, some of you, I see Garrett here, you've only been here for like a couple months. There's some of you that, you know, are very, very new. Um, some of you have grown up here since you were very, very little. But I hope for high school, as you look back to your freshman year or maybe seventh grade year when you started Tribe, that you could see how you've grown over the four years or six years or three months, that you love God more, that you're passionate about God, um, that you understand maybe a little more of um, how he loves us and what that looked like and what Jesus did for us. And I hope you love people more too. I hope you genuinely go, I really love people. So I hope never that you, I don't want to waste this for you to, when you think back to be a social club or just like a good time, but I hope, I really hope you were changed. This night's always bittersweet, and I say this every year, bittersweet. Maybe you're feeling this. Some of you tonight, seniors, you come in knowing, uh, wow, this is it, and you're like, maybe I'm going to cry tonight. I hope you don't. I hope you don't feel like you need to. Um, it's sweet, right? Because, man, I love you guys. Um, you graduate in, what, like three weeks or maybe one week. Luke, you, said you have two more days of school. Um, some of you are homeschooled. Maybe you're done already. Um, so for the first time, maybe you're hearing it, um, congratulations. Seniors, you're like done with high school, or almost done. So that is very, very sweet. And, uh, and I speak for myself, but for the leaders, and primary, especially leaders who have had you seniors for four years or for a year or whatever, you will be so missed. I always, it's sweet because it's awesome and you finished high school, but it's very, very bitter because um, you're done. You're done with Oasis. And even the summer comes, and you can still come in the summer, but the fall comes, and all the juniors go, is this what it feels like to be a senior? And where are all the seniors? And um, we'll really miss you. And yet you realize that four years of high school goes very, very fast, and um, college is full of um, joy and adventure, and it's, and it's great. But so um, it's bittersweet tonight. So I'm going to say just a few things. Um, let me pray real quick, and uh, we'll kind of jump into just a few things. Heavenly Father... Lord, tonight is about you. It's not about us. It's really not about Oasis. God, it's about you. And then, God, tonight especially, we want to lift up our seniors. God, I thank you for each one of the seniors in here and their families. God, I thank you for the parents who raised them, who raised them to know you, to love you, to understand how you love them. God, I thank you for these parents that um, want to have a Christian, a godly um, family and a godly household. And so they've raised children to know and love the Lord. God, there is no harder task in the world than parenthood. And yet, God, no task more worthy, no job more worthy. And so, God, I thank you for these parents, and I thank you for where these students are at, how you brought them, God. You have brought them to where they're at today in their walks with you. And some of them maybe have stronger um, relationships with you than others, but, God, um, they know you. They love you. I think they want more of you. Um, so God, would you be glorified tonight as we kind of have one last night together? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I actually thought in the short amount of time that um, I had, 
I'm going to say a few things, but I actually wanted to, I knew this from a few weeks ago, I want to show you another video clip. And I know you just watched a 10-minute video. Here's what I found, though. Uh, Three months ago, I discovered a resource that I'd had in my office for three years. This was over, like, Christmas break. And uh, something that Jeff Dart had, Jeff led Oasis before I did, and he passed down these resources to me. And um, I found this, actually, I don't know, maybe it wasn't three, it was just a month or so ago. But I found this video, and I, I even, I showed this, I'm kind of introing it right now, I'm going to show you something, and then I'm going to kind of wrap up with five more minutes. Um, I showed this to uh, a group of students at our final student impact meeting. It's really geared toward seniors who are going to college, and it's trying to prepare you for what college may or may not um, bring to you. Um, this resource, this is an introduction to a whole video like curriculum, a whole series. It's really kind of put on by Focus on the Family. Um, but this DVD is called the, the Toughest Test in College. The Toughest Test in College. And uh, I just want to show a part of it tonight because I felt like I have one last time to address students. And um, I felt like if I don't put this in front of our seniors, if I don't let you see this or be aware of this, um, I would... I don't know. I would be doing myself a disservice. I, I didn't want that to happen. And so I also was like, I just love to talk, and I loved, but I thought, you will probably remember a video more than you will remember one final, you know, sermon talk from me. This is geared towards seniors, although I think it'll be valuable for all of you. It's eye-opening. It's um, somewhat scary, although I don't show it to you to scare you at all. I hope many of you, I think, are going to the college, some of you to the military, and I commend all of that, and I want you to go to college. Um, this kind of brings out what can happen sometimes with maybe professors that don't like Christians or don't like Christianity. And so there's kind of a, not only do they talk about a Christian worldview in this video, it's also assuming that you believe in a Christian worldview. And so um, with that, I don't want to say a whole lot, but I'm going to show you about 10 minutes that's toward the beginning. Now, this thing's 45 minutes long. Here's the glorious thing. At the end, I'll show you what to type it. The whole 45-minute video is on YouTube for free, um, so you don't even need this. So I want you to finish it at some point, seniors, if you're intrigued by this. But I feel like this is really, really important as you head to college or just into the workforce or into the military or wherever you go. And then um, I do kind of have one last, like, some final words from, from me that I'd love for you to hear. So I think that's queued up. And, uh, again, it's about 10 minutes. So this is the toughest test in college. All right. So I cut it off there, right? I mean, you see what I, you see what I mean? And I don't, I do not show that to freak you out. Although obviously some of you are freaked out. Um, I got an email this last Tuesday from a leader, an Oasis leader right out here. She's got a co-leader in here too, who just last week in their freshman small group here at Oasis, girls were asking questions about um, how do we handle this kind of pressure, even from teachers right now in high school. Um, in classes, I don't know if you take ethics at all in high school, but you will maybe in college or your history class or a biology class. I just heard, I talked to a student briefly on uh, Sunday who's already attending Metro and, and is in biology and kind of faced with some of this. I realized I showed something like this, and some of you even in here, I just, you know, may even disagree with that girl's stance on that one topic. Um, and uh, I'm glad you're here tonight. You know, I don't mean to. But that's the kind of stuff that some of you will deal with. And um, is there right and wrong? And what is right and wrong? And, um, and I cut it off right there, huh? Like, how is that, like, so mean of me? That there's the whole rest of the video, and you have no idea um, what it is. So, Zach, will you throw up that, um, just the title of that? 
it is worth watching the rest of that. Maybe you don't have 35 minutes, but I hope you do. Man, at the end, the last 10 minutes are so hopeful and hope-filled, and I hope, um, do not be afraid of college. Freshmen even, do not be afraid of college. Know what you believe and stand up for what you believe. And man, at the end, um, I don't necessarily want to give it away, but the girl, uh, she graduates from Missouri State, um, but there's a there's kind of an issue that comes that she she um, initiates that um, does something about it, and I, I commend her for it. So I just felt like, man, seniors, I want you to see that. I don't want to freak you out, but um, I want to prepare you for um, what can come in college, sometimes just because of one professor who has an agenda and who's just allowed to push his own worldview, and, um, and your job isn't to be disrespectful to him, like the guy said, and to be all sarcastic, um, but it's to know what you believe. So um, turn in a corner here. I got like five minutes. And uh, what are my final words to you? And I, I always, I want this to be an address to the seniors. I want to talk to all of you. I'll, I'll get there, Marcus. I'll try to remember that at the very end. My final words to you would, would naturally be, um, I think, the words of the Great Commission. Um, in almost all four of the Gospels, there's somewhat of a Great Commission, but in Matthew, it's so clearly... Um, but Jesus, I'm not just going to read this, but Jesus basically says to his disciples, so my final words to you would, would be to be disciples who make disciples. And we don't even use that word disciple anymore, do we? I mean, it just sounds so religious or biblical or, I mean, who's the last person you know who had disciples? Jesus. He lived 2,000 years ago. But he says, be disciples who make disciples. Um, I almost I like the word uh, I like the word apprentice almost a little more and nobody uses the word apprentice anymore either but apprentice has a very hands on approach to it you think of I don't know like a blacksmith back in the old in the old old world days or whatever and they would have an apprentice who would follow them who I think would probably sleep with that and they did everything the master did Jesus asks us and asks his disciples but he says go and make disciples of all nations he doesn't say go and make um, go and make Baptists, or go and make Lutherans, go and make Presbyterians or Catholics. This would be a phenomenal place for him to drop the word Christian for the very first time. That comes later in Acts, right? We've maybe talked about that, that at some point, it was almost a derogatory term, I think, and I think, I don't know where it is, Acts 17 or 19, it says the, Christian, the Christ followers were called Christians first at Antioch, I believe it was. But you know, Jesus could have just dropped it right here, but he doesn't even say that. Like, he wasn't wanting necessarily to start a religion. Go and make followers. Make apprentices to me. Go and make disciples. I love, I heard a, an author say this once. What does it mean to be a disciple? Or what does it mean to be an apprentice? It means that you live your life, your life, the way that Jesus would live your life if he were you. Meaning, if you were a freshman at Omaha Central High School, what would Jesus do if he was a freshman at Omaha Central High School? How would he live his life? How would he live your life as a junior at Millard North who plays the piano and just is in band and goes throughout your day? How would Jesus live your life if he were you? And that's how you personalize it. It's your life. When Jesus says being a disciple, it doesn't mean to go and find like a long flowing robe and to live exactly like he did. Um, but you need to personalize it. And he says, baptize them. I like to think maybe he's saying not only get baptized, but immerse them in Trinitarian reality, in the character of the Trinity. And then Jesus actually says this. Have you ever like, noticed this before? The final verse in Matthew, 
Jesus says, teach them, teach people to obey everything that I've commanded you to obey. That it's actually possible to do the things that Jesus said to do. I think really, really often we get too bogged down in our, in our sin issues and our struggles. And certainly the Bible has stuff to say about that too. Um, but Jesus says, like, enter my kingdom. Go and live your life the way that I would live your life if I were you. And you can actually do what I say to do. You can live without blowing up and getting angry at people. A lot of this is in Matthew um, 5 through 7. And cultivate lusting and, and living in anger in a marriage and then divorcing your spouse or manipulating people with your words. He says, teach them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Um, so often, I heard a guy, uh, Jesus talks about the kingdom of God over and over again. And I'm, I'm more and more starting to realize this. I just recently heard a guy say, and I'll kind of close with this. He said, what was, what was the gospel that Jesus preached while he was on the earth? What was the gospel that Jesus himself preached while he was on the earth? Maybe he said, accept me, or something like that, which is our, our language. He probably didn't say, um, all it is about is just one prayer. And once you've prayed that prayer, you're good, you're, you're done. It's all, that's all that it's about. Um, he didn't say, um, I'm going to die for your sins and, raise, and, and rise again. That is a huge part of it, and that came later. But he, and he talked about how he was going to die and be risen. But over and over again, he invites people into his kingdom. And what does that mean? But over and over again, almost everything he does is to try to show examples of what the kingdom is, or he does all these parables about the kingdom of God is like, and the kingdom of God is like. Um, and most of us think that the kingdom is heaven, and it's heaven when we die, and so that's the prize. But so, so often, he was trying to invite people into his kingdom now. I just mentioned this on uh, Sunday at a DR meeting, but um, we all have a kingdom, you have a kingdom. It's, it's the area that you have say over. It's your realm. It's, you have a kingdom or a queendom, but it's your, and most of you, your parents perhaps trump, their kingdom trumps your kingdom a lot because they're still in charge of you until next year, seniors, and then they still will be when you come home. But, um, but you have a kingdom. What is Jesus' kingdom? It certainly involves heaven. I think Jesus' kingdom is, is everywhere that what God wants done is done, where God wants where what God wants done is done. It's the range of his will. And so is that heaven? Yes, absolutely. Heaven is where everything, that where, where what God wants done is done. But I think there's, um, there's a way to live life now that's in the kingdom of God, and he invites us into that. Um, he wants us to live in it. Throw, real quick, Zach, throw up that picture. So um, it's like God invites us into this, this kingdom, right? And uh, so this is the Biltmore Estate. This is in, uh, I think, Asheville. It's in North Carolina somewhere. I visited this when I was 10 years old. And um, it's awesome, right? But so, so often, say this is the gate, and say behind this house is just this expanse, this massive kingdom, what you think of when you think kingdom. And Jesus invites us to live in it. And most often, we think that everything in the Christian life comes down to when we started it when we were eight years old, when we were 10 years old, or three years ago in tribe, or that we started it, and it's as if this, I just, this, is the only, this is the best illustration I can think of, it's if we walk in the door and we go, I'm in, I'm here, and we sit down right inside the door, and we just go, all right, sweet, I'm done. I'm in, I'm in the house. And anybody in his right mind, and Jesus certainly would say, what are you doing? Like, Go explore the house. Go run around in the kingdom. There's this great garden and courtyard in the back. And 
live life to the fullest. I mean, he actually says that. I've come for you to have life and have it to the full. And we go, no, 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 I, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm here, I'm, I'm in the door. But he would go, no, you, go live in it. Go live in God's kingdom. Live the way that God tells you to live. I think, you guys, God's kingdom is a glorious vision. I mean, to think about that and to dream about that. So often, I think, and maybe even at Oasis, you, you know, I even tend to give you the impression that Christianity is just about believing rightly, and it certainly involves beliefs. And it certainly does involve starting it maybe with a prayer and understanding that your sins have been forgiven and Jesus died on the cross for you in your place for your sins. That's where it all starts, and that's absolutely essential. But then you need to go live in the kingdom. And you need to spread the kingdom to everyone else. And you don't have to talk about Jesus to your neighbors because, well, the Bible says to, and if you don't, what if? Or you're being a bad Christian. No. It's this expansive house. It's the best possible way to live. And so I say to you, and I say to you seniors, as you go out on your own and can decide to live however you want to live, I pray that you would be disciples who make disciples. Not because you have to, but because it's the best way to live, and I pray that you would take ownership of that. And these next four months until September or August, you'll still be under your parents' roof. But after that, you won't be. And you'll be face-to-face with guys like those professors on the screen. So to all of you, I challenge you to live that way. And I do challenge you, go to YouTube, type in that title, um, Look into those. And certainly even that video speaks to me and what some of the things maybe we need to address in coming years for Oasis. But I'm going to pray for you. And then, um, seniors, I'm going to have you come up on stage. We have a gift for you. Um, we've got a, a book for every one of you. I don't care if you weren't in the video. I don't care if you didn't br- uh, bring pictures. I don't care if this is your first night at Oasis. If you're a senior, I want you to come up here on the stage. Ooh. 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 Ooh.